You're a better wife, you'd listen. Yeah, Jesus well, Christ. Like, for like fucking an hour and a I'm half. I'm about to put hands, hands on you. Put hands on you. Dude, I'm telling you. Why did you put that in the garage? I need you to fuck off. Oh, we recording? Oh, shit. I was hoping that we were going to get this <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew you were recording, so I, <laughs> I didn't even know. She's all being reserved and yeah. shit. We didn't know. Yeah, that was being just, me. That's myself, y'all. Yeah, she just, like, completely stopped. <laughs> she's gonna work from home now because she's a rebel and quit her job. Yeah, you wanna come over here and tell that story real quick, no, I, I'm a come fucking on. I'm a fucking peasant and I still work for the man. Jeez. Well, be a rebel like me. Yeah, be poor. To be honest, though, fuck hey, if we're gonna be so rebels, lost. it's gonna be like Mad Max around this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Well, like, Baby. I gotta turn on my, my radio personality now that I know we're recording. I yeah, likeable. and I'll just put the yeah. intro song right be here. Seriously, I'm a, I'm a really boring person in real really life, boring. and I'm usually a dickhead. So like the, the fact that I work out is like you know kind of likable on this show is incredible. Kind of likable. Well, that's just likeable. hey, listen, that's just because Jason's the best editor in the no, game, right? That and I'm a really good audience. Yes, okay. he is a good audience. First time I make fun of this right. fucking <laughs> slow <laughs> shit over here. <laughs> that shit was funny though. She's like, Mike, will you put sanitation on this box? And he's like, why is that? Because you can't spell it. Oh, and then he couldn't fucking spell it? I did spell it. Okay, you were like, we don't know if this is right. He wasn't sure. I was second guessing myself because you got me thinking all tardy. Exactly. Well, that's your fault. You got me hard R over here. Hard R and. This is the opening minute of the show. Welcome to the corner in the casual. Are we going live? Yeah, I want to start by apologizing to everybody for for my lack of worth work ethic last week. Uh, it was my fault, 100. percent Man, no lie to him. We were on vacation. I mean, we were, but you were like, "Hey, man." Hey, bring my uh, alcohol. Yeah, mine too. Oh, because yours is fucking made now. And bring that back. Yeah, she ain't got no job now. Of course she's made. Hey, she has been doing more laundry, she said. Jason said. He was like asking about the laundry and shit. And if I was being a good housewife. This has got to be the start of the episode. This can't, we, yeah, we can't go in like actual like this. Shot glasses? Oh my, oh my God. Fucking get it together. You're going to be sleeping out back. <laughs> no, whenever I got here, I mean, you weren't here. And so she Thanks. like... Came in here or whatever, and I was like, oh, damn, Jenna's doing laundry, and I come in here, and she's putting together her little workstation over there, and I was like, oh, shit, she's like, oh, did I tell you I quit my job? I'm like, no, Mike never said nothing. He's probably embarrassed. Are we, are we, do we do the intro? We're good? We're I mean, we're good. I'll figure it out. I'll probably chop some shit up here and put it all together. Welcome back to the corner in the casual, guys. It's uh, in your corner as always, Mike Jackson and the ever casual Jason Freeman. What's we're up, here. Guys? We're here. We're here. We're queer and we're ready to drink beer. Okay? Get used to it. <laughs> no, not really. But for real, it was my fault that we didn't record last week, so I apologize to anybody that was looking forward to uh, to our show last week. Yeah, the original both, plan. Hey, both of you guys are probably really disappointed. We know. Both of you guys. <laughs> Man, we're we're well, back though. The original plan was for us to do a a, a fight companion, 
Saturday night for the McGregor card, but my dumbass got all the way over here and was like, oh, fuck, I forgot my laptop. You can't do shit without the laptop. We have all the other equipment here, just not a laptop. Well, let's talk about it, man. So last weekend we didn't get to record, but it was the Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor fight, and it was a fucking banger. It really was. Like... The card was exciting, I think, but, you know, I think that's just a Conor McGregor card just brings the hype, you know what I mean? You get excited about it. But and everybody's watching, and all the fighters know that everybody's watching. All the superstars yeah. are there. You got Machine Gun Kelly looking like a fucking woman in the stands. Dude, he looked like he was, like, on death's doorstep, dude. Like, he looked like shit. Bro, he looked like Willy Wonka if he dyed his hair and did, like, three lines. And banged a shot of heroin, for sure. Dude, I'm telling you. And what's crazy, dude, is he's got Megan Fox on his brain. Like, that kid's probably got a cock down to his knees, dude. What do you want to bet? MGK's packing a fucking hole. He's like six foot four, six foot five. He's a yeah, tall Yeah, and he's like 125 pounds. Yeah, so. he's skinny, but he's tall as fuck. He's like 35 so. pounds of cock. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. It's very possible. I mean... What is it about them like tall skinny motherfuckers who just got big old hogs? Like, is that just like how that works or something? Dude, my buddy's like six seven and that dude's fucking packing. So well, yeah, I, I dude. Just, that's why chicks like tall guys. Right. Yeah. Basically, because they say tall guys because it doesn't sound as good if they're like, I like really fat cocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's the damn. So basically, though. when you hear a chick say like she's like he's got to be six six, that just basically means anything under seven inches ain't even touching the G no. spot. So like you got to. Well, unless you get with a guy like me with a hooked dick, then hook it, dick. it hits that fucking G-spot every time. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so the Back Conor the McGregor card. card, Dustin Poirier, man, I'm sure everybody knows by now because we're a little late to it, but uh, Conor McGregor did the old snappy snap of the leg. Dude, like, what is the deal with these leg breaks? I don't know, but I'm, I'm so tired of seeing dudes get their shit snapped like that. <sighs> you know what I think it is, honestly, man, is like, you see these guys like Conor, who's obviously a, a really good boxer. He's like working on his all-around game and shit, and they have like... I'm sure they condition their shins, but it's not like Thai fighters and shit, you know, because in Muay Thai, these guys, they use, they spend their whole life using their legs as weapons and shit, and rarely do you see the type of injuries that we've seen in MMA lately with dudes snapping their fucking legs in half. It's like almost been back to back between Chris Weedman and then Al Connor. Dude, I think, dude, honestly, I think it's just, it's really because these guys are fucking, they're kicking as hard as they can, obviously, trying to hurt the dude, and their legs are just not built for that shit. They're right. not, they're not conditioned for it. And there's been a lot of theories on how or why Connor broke his leg. Like, Connor's actually come out saying that there were stress fractures in his leg in the camp leading up to the fight. Sounds like a built-in excuse to me, but go on. Kind of, <laughs> you know, but after, like, because I've re-watched the fight a couple times, and I've looked at a couple conspiracy theories on it, because Dustin himself, right after the fight directly, you know, came out and said, hey, you know, I think it was fractured on a check, and it went ahead and broke the rest of the way through when he, you know, tried twist, to fall through yeah. and twist on the punch. If you watch back... There's a kick right before the exchange when they both throw left hands and miss, and then Connor breaks his leg. There's a kick that fucking lands right on Dustin's elbow. Right. And any of you guys that are out there that have trained martial arts or Muay Thai or you know any of you fighters that may listen, like you guys know when you fucking kick somebody in their elbow, that hurt. shit is fucking brutal, dude. Like I've seen dudes in the gym personally that's in fucking. 
You, you throw teep kicks, catch somebody's elbow, and your fucking toes point in a different direction. Yeah. I mean, that's just part of the game. And aren't, like, if you look back in that fight, Connor throws a kick with the left side, and it, I mean, everything lands right on the tip of Dustin's elbow. And that's at the tippy top of his elbow, like. I mean, honestly, a couple inches lower, he would have never hit that elbow. Right. It's, like, right there. I mean, it was just perfect. It was a perfect storm. He planted on it and then tried to spin and then just snap. But listen, dude. Well, it's it's crazy because it was, like, right at the end of the the round, and I thought that we were going to see the second round until everybody ganged in around Connor and... He's yelling, Dr. Stoppage. And I'm like, oh shit, this is done. Well, you could see his fucking leg yeah. just dangling there. It happened so quick. Yeah, like, it happened quick. We had to wait for the for the replay to come through before I really like was able to digest what is there the fuck Is there happened. a better salesman or or, or personal like matchmaker? I don't, I don't want to say matchmaker, but dude, Conor McGregor, like, just dude. let's take a second and just respect the fucking marketing genius that this man is, dude. We're talking, this guy literally snapped his fucking, his, his leg is dangling off, and he's sitting down screaming Dr. Stoppage because he knows that in order to save face, in order to get another big payday to lead to another big payday, is he has to sell this as he wasn't defeated. Right. It was an injury. Right. Dustin didn't beat him. Right. And he's setting up another fight. Dude, and he did that within seconds of fucking breaking his leg and sitting down there. And dude... I don't care what your feelings are on Conor McGregor, dude. I personally, I'm a fan because I respect the game, dude. But how fucking tough is that guy? Yeah, you know? he's super like, tough. I, I mean, mean, he's sitting there and he has a fucking like he said some vile shit. But God, I mean, come on, you just I mean, you just snapped your leg in right. half and you're sitting in pain in front of the whole fucking world, like. Yeah, I'd be pretty pissed too. I can't. He said, "I don't give a bullocks." I've never heard somebody use bullocks in such a fucking like. I actually felt like it was a bad word when he said it. Like, oh, he don't Uh, give a bullocks. Yeah, no. I mean, compared to whenever Anderson or Chris Weidman did it, and they were just basically like, get him on a stretcher, get him the fuck out of here, dude. They were like, no. Connor was like, fucking dude. He he said, give me the mic. Fucking spitting venom, dude. Yeah, and that's. Listen, a lot of these other guys, man, they should really fucking take note, man. You want the Conor McGregor paydays, dude. You want that shit. You gotta act like Conor fucking McGregor. sell yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Conor McGregor, yeah, bad guy. He might even be a bad person, a bad human at heart. But guess what? He ain't, dude. I mean, he's not a fucking... He, he's not a bad marketer. No, not at all. <laughs> you he's know what I mean? Paid. He's Talk about selling hurt. yourself, dude. He's broken half lane on the fucking in the corner, dude. Selling the next fight. The only thing I didn't like about what he was spitting about was whenever he was telling Dustin that him and his wife are gonna get killed in their sleep because Connor has the kind of money where he could pay somebody to do that, and I'm like, that's a little scary. For I'm glad you brought that up. Because I I seen a lot of people comment, oh, he shouldn't be saying shit like that. He shouldn't be doing this. And this. like, y'all need to realize, dude, that Connor might seriously be a gangster. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, whenever yeah, yeah. he said that, I was like, it <laughs> chills through me, and I was like, god damn, dude, like he's got the kind of money he can pay fucking anybody to do to you know put a hit out on somebody. So that's that was that's like worst case scenario. That's where my mind goes. 
I mean, I understand. There's little Irish mob motherfuckers that run around here in Tulsa. Do you think they would just love to have Conor McGregor as like their leader? I'm sure. <laughs> They're like oh, five-star yeah, general. Their dick would be so hard for oh, that. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah they probably got portraits of him tattooed on their body somewhere. You see West Side white boy tweakers all around oh, this motherfucker. Karate stanced out, bro. I fucking... I hate anybody He says, you wouldn't last 13 seconds with me. Yeah. Anybody around Tulsa that, that claims Irish mob... They're full of shit. Anybody that I've met. They're just tired of getting their asses kicked by the black dudes. <laughs> yeah, you might be on to something. Straight up. Oh. Dude, what's weird about that? Uh, it's like, here, like where we're from, like, tall, like, obviously, like, when in prison, you know, they click up with their race and shit. But yeah. I've seen people, like, in Oklahoma, you know, everybody's got a little bit of native in them. Right. But most, like... Most people are, you know, like, white boys. And then, like, I've seen this happen where, like, dudes will go into jail and then all of a sudden they're Indian. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen the white boys didn't want them. Like, well, no, it's not (laughs) that, dude. It was like, he's like, I got an Indian card and I don't want to be a Nazi. (laughs) And the black kids keep fucking stealing my honey buns. (laughs) Kicking my ass. He said, the natives are all right. They'll fuck with me. He said, they're just drunk. I guess I'm an Indian. Nothing's worse than a drunk native, though. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's my dad. (laughs) Dude, I love your dad, though. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I've had to be his translator a few times when he gets all drunk. For some reason, he turns like... He's like Bobby Boucher's fucking assistant coach from the Waterboys. I mean, I don't don't want him to... It's crazy. I always wanted to to say that he's like Boomhauer, but that you he, what you no, just said was dude, way better. Here's your homo name, boy. Goddamn. Yeah. I don't know why you make it. How do you make it, man? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like that is him. 100%. Shout out to the OG. <laughs> right. That's just funny. But let's get into the rest of the card, man. So the co-main was uh, Gilbert Burns and Wonder Boy, the nicest motherfucker. I. Don't remember much of that fight, to be honest. I remember Mike telling me it was kind of boring. I mean, it was boring, but that's how—that's the recipe to beat Wonder Boy. Right. You don't fight Wonder Boy in a fun fight and win usually. Yeah, usually, unless you're fucking Anthony Pettis and get a crazy knockout off the cage. I mean, you got right. (laughs) That—that he was losing that fight up until that point. Fucking pieced up in that fight, dude. Like that was a—that was a hell mary that happened to. Absolutely, absolutely. Like you saw, like when Jorge fought him, he tried to fight him his way. It's like, dude, Wonder Boy on the feet is is a fucking problem. Yeah, know? like he's like eighty five and zero in kickboxing. No, sixty seven. Sixty seven. Some okay. crazy number, but yeah. yes, dude, he's been kicking dude's face off. Like the stand up round, you can't really, you can't fight Wonder Boy in a crowd pleasing fight. And usually come out. But how crazy is it that one of the nicest motherfuckers on this face of the earth is almost. The most deadly motherfucker, too. I mean, Isn't to be weird? honest, to me, dude, like, that's usually been my experience. But that's just because, like, I've been to the gyms and right. shit. And I've seen how these people are. And, like, that's typically the case. Yeah. Like, um, these like these guys who are just, like, sweethearts, dude. And they're so nice and shit. They'll fucking they'll strangle you. They'll rip your arm off and beat you dude. Like, yeah. that's it's Honestly, I love it, dude. Because you don't want those guys to be mean and ruthless and shit. Because they'll be a fucking problem. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and usually the baddest dudes, like, they know what they are, and they know that they don't have anything to prove, and they, they like, protecting the people they love and the people who are weaker. Right. 
Well, thank God martial arts treat you know brings that respect you know discipline. Speaking of like a mean motherfucker and trying to give him the uh, the weapons to to make him even meaner and more dangerous. I know where you're going. Greg Hardy got knocked got the fuck slammed. out, dude. And and in honor of that. We posted we posted the video already, but uh, Jason did the shoey. Fuck yeah, I did it Tied wrong. Tied to in honor. I didn't get to spit in it. Yeah, that's the thing. In case y'all didn't know, a shoey is where you're supposed to take the shoe off of a friend or anybody else, and you pour a beer in it, and then everybody there spits in it, and then you chug the beer. That's how a shoey is supposed to be done. I didn't realize there was all these fucking rules to it. I just thought it was drinking a beer out of a shoe. So I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And then I post it, and then somebody on Instagram's like, you didn't fucking do it wrong. (laughs) I'm like, Jesus Christ, You didn't do it right, yeah. They, they, uh... They want the loogies in there. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I you should have told them, like, man, all my friends have herpes, bro. I just thought <laughs> I was like, shit, I didn't realize there was fucking rules. My like, bad. Dude, spitting in it? Yeah. Jesus, that's a, that's a lot. That was a good time. I, I mean, most of the beer ended up on the ground anyway, so <laughs> I guess it wouldn't have mattered if there was a loogie in there. That's pretty hardcore, bro. I think you should take it one step further, and we should all just spit in your face, <laughs> and then fucking... <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you just drink the beer out of the shoe, and we just fucking. Broke. I mean, at that point though, if you're if everybody's spitting in my face, I might as well just drink the beer out of yeah. the can. Like, yeah, fuck just, it. <laughs> there you go. We'll call it a shamey. <laughs> and you sit there, and we just spit on you and call you names while you drink a beer. Well, fucking chug a beer. No, you don't even chug it. You just sip it. Oh shit! So you guys can spit on me for longer? Right. <laughs> I might know somebody for that. Actually. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Tied to Ivasa, which before he got Hardy with that fucking hit, like he he took a shot and his he was on rubber legs. For hey, a second. yeah. So tied to Ivasa, Greg Hardy, couple heavyweight bangers, dude. Nobody expected this fight to go past the first round. Absolutely and, not. And they fucking delivered. I mean, yep. for the minute that that fight lasted, yep. they were banging and. Greg Hardy, man, like, he's got a lot of heat, obviously, like Jason said, you know, like, leading up to this. Greg Hardy, like, was accused of beating the shit out of his girlfriend, and he used to play for the Cowboys, and he was just genuinely thought as a bad dude, so it's easy to root against the guy. Right. But all that shit aside, the motherfucker is a gigantic man who hits very hard, dude. Yeah. He had and, a tie on his fucking skates. And dude. honestly, he's learning on the job at the highest level. So, I mean, I'll give him a little bit of credit in that aspect because, like, he was a football player before and probably n- never even seen the inside of a, a fucking martial arts gym. No, no. And now man. he's at the highest and level. He was, he was here in Tulsa knocking dudes out locally. Yeah, like, I, saw, I remember meeting... Dude, I met Greg years ago. Right. In the back at a fucking Del Apollo cook card. And they... Dude, they treat this guy like a superstar. You know I'm going to cut that dude's name out, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah. But, yeah, I watched him sleep that dude for like... That dude went to sleep for like 30 minutes. Like, he was asleep for a long time. Yeah. Uh, what did they call that kid? Megatron? Megatron, was his yeah. Name? Uh, Ray Jones. Yeah, it's Ray Jones. I'm friends with him on Facebook. Ray Jones? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Dude. He, go, he goes by another name. I don't know what his other name is. but I don't know, man. But he's Megatron. an army guy who he's a nurse. fought um, and kickboxing. He beat a local dude here named Hayes Wilson. Yep. He, they gave, basically, they gave him a shot, a shot against Greg Hardy, and Greg fucking hurt the kid. Yeah, on the first round, it was bad. He was sleeping it was, for it like was hard to watch. Minutes, dude, yeah. 
But, you know, Greg is, you know, he's fighting some of these best, the best dudes in the world. And a guy like Ty Tuivasa, who's been fucking scrapping with the Taffa brothers, Junior and fucking uh, Justin Taffa and Mark Hunt and yeah. all these just fucking Samoan bangers. So, like, when you put, listen, and I pretty much predicted this fight. I don't know, Jason might give me my credit for it or not, but I said Ty was going to be turning out full sideways with leg kicks and he was going to light him the fuck up. And that's exactly what happened, so... I'm going to get my due on that. Yeah, he was on skates for just a hair of a second, and Greg rushed him and got clipped, put down. Yeah. Everybody fucking celebrated and that. And that whole motherfucking crowd went stupid. Fucking he, did, he did a shoey on the cage, dude. It was dope. And then he did like four on his way to I the I got to know, though. Was it beer in the shoey that he did before the announcement was read? Because I don't, and I don't know if I'm correct on this, but... The competition isn't over until the results are read, like, over the, the announcement, right? It has to be, like, official. The ref has to raise your hand to make it official, right? So, like, if you consume alcohol with that, you're still in competition. So, I don't, like, maybe I'm wrong here, but I'm thinking that was probably, like, a can of fucking... Uh, Liquid death? Right. Yeah. I mean, very well could, but like I told you on fight night... It wouldn't matter if they took that win away from him because what he it's did. It's there, right? Yeah, we've seen he, it. Yeah, we saw it. Exactly. Everybody hates Greg Hardy, and he became a fucking star right there. So, what do they do with Greg Hardy now? Where does he go from here? Because he can't fight top 15 no, competition. He's, he's got to keep fighting his way up. I does mean, he stay he, in the UFC? Do they cut him? I mean, is he marketable still? Dude, does, does it make he, sense? He was never marketable, in my opinion. Uh, I disagree. Maybe, yeah. I but. disagree. you got to think, dude. There's a bad guy angle with this guy. You're not trying to make him lovable. True, yeah. You're trying to make yeah. him watchable. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. So People like, are going to tune in to watch it. So then, yeah. Exactly. And that's that the beauty about Keep him in the UFC. Keep him learning on the job. Right. Keep feeding him cans because like they're doing with Sean. If you're in the matchmaker's shoes, we don't care if you love him or hate him. Right. We want you to tune in. Right. So Regardless him, of your feelings. Let him get fucking five or six like pretty easy fights. Let him get a win streak underneath his belt. Build and then, and then throw him to the top 15. Well, see, that's what they tried to do with him with the developmental contract. You know, When he was fighting in Tulsa, he was under a UFC contract. Oh, was he? I didn't know that. It was a developmental deal. Because he went on the Tuesday Night Contender Series and fucking, like, crushed some dude. And then they gave him, like, this developmental deal where he could go fight regionally but basically still be under the Zufa banner. I think it was Zufa at the time. Maybe they were sold. But still, like, he, he's he been under contract making big fucking bucks for a long time. Now. Right. Which makes him appealing to regional guys because if he's getting paid by the UFC, they, the regional promotion doesn't really have to pay him, do they? I mean, I'm sure they'd probably give him something, but it wouldn't. I don't know how they would work that out, but I bet you it's a percentage type deal. Like, maybe the UFC is paying Greg's purse, but they're getting the exposure knowing, like, hey, you have a UFC guy fighting on your card, we'll put you on Fight Pass, we'll promote you. Right. Blah, blah, blah. But as a regional guy, the appeal of fighting somebody like Greg Hardy is knowing that the bosses are watching. So if you do go in there and upset him, you right. just beat one of their guys who's on contract. Now you're immediately <coughs> blacklisted. <coughs> Not necessarily blacklisted. I mean, you're you're highlighted. You're like, yeah. it's like, hey, well, this guy just knocked one of our dudes that we thought was special. Come to find out, we were wrong. True. Well, moving on, we got Irene Aldana defeats Yana Kunitskaya, which I mean, it's kind of bullshit. The girl that won, she missed weight by like fucking three, three pounds. pounds. Yeah. 
Um, so I mean, and Yana's super hot. You got yeah, that, dude. Got yeah, those broke. That's Tiago Santos' wife. Really? Yeah. Tiago Mahita, the hammer. Santos. I did not know that. So, I mean, it was a it was a good little knockout, but it like it just steals away from the from the um from fr- from the knockout itself just the fact that she she messed away so it's kind of like a sour taste in your mouth it really does it's like yeah it's cool but you were also heavier she tried to blame her like her menstrual cycle and stuff which i mean i'm sure i'm not saying that she was bullshitting but i mean that comes with the territory Dude, i would love to hear from a, a woman fighter on this subject yeah. but i am convinced that dude and i don't I don't know. Like some people might argue this, but I th- women do have a harder time cutting weight. They yeah, have to they absolutely. Because do. if they're going through their menstrual cycle and shit, like there's just a whole fucking. I'm not gonna pretend I know what I'm talking about here, but there's just a bevy of problems they gotta do. Like they, from what I understand, they get bloated and shit like that. Yeah, and they just cannot. Water. They, yeah, they can't get rid of the water. All so, right. I mean, I kind of feel for them women on that. Yeah, absolutely. It just it just sucks though. Whenever you miss weight like that, have a good knockout, and then it's kind of like your knockout was discounted a little bit. But also though, like at that professional level, like I didn't, like I said, maybe I'm being ignorant here, but I didn't think women athletes like that really had like a regular like cycle and shit. I thought it was like I thought their cycle was kind of. Basically, like, their athleticism and, like, the supplements and shit they take in, like, kind of... Are you saying because they're they're shooting TRT that they don't have a cycle no more? I mean, we don't see Cyborg out there nursing no babies, I'm just saying. no, you don't. But she's trying to be sexy now. I mean, she's trying. (laughs) It's hard to to be sexy whenever you look like Vanderlei Silva. Dude. She's like Vanderlei with tits, bro. And it's so hard to be like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I've been thirst trapped by her a few times. I'm like, fuck, look at that face. <laughs> Bro, dude. Yeah. That bit, huh. yeah it's, I just don't know. Like, I couldn't deal with her voice either, dude. She sounds like one of Marge's sisters talking. Like, yeah. Absolutely. But, dude, like, I mean, then you look at chicks like fucking old uh, Mackenzie Dern. Who's just like just a fucking little baddie, dude. natural baddie, oh bro. And she's got her. kids, dude. Yeah. I mean, she's, I mean, she's sexy as much. Yeah. And I imagine, like, cause she's not one of them types of women that's, like, extremely cut up and, like... No. Cause I feel like really athletic women like that, I don't know what, like, I heard somewhere that, like, their cycle gets messed up, dude, because of, like, their, I don't know, like... Well, guys, tune in next week. We'll have an expert on this subject. <laughs> <laughs> dude, we should definitely move away from this subject where yeah, I walk myself into a fucking corner. Yeah, I, yeah, me neither. I have no idea. I mean, what you're saying makes sense, but I'm also a fucking retard. So. Yeah, I mean, since, since we are talking about women athletes, let's let's just address the Olympics drama, dude. Can, just, can we wait? Because we need to talk about the people's main event. Oh yes, my bad. I forgot. There's one Go more ahead. that everybody's yes. got to right. talk about. Right, right, right. I'd be, it'd be a shame to skip that. You're right. Yeah, we can't. We gotta give this guy his due. Sean O'Malley beat Chris Moitino, uh, third round, like 27 seconds left in the round. Dude's on his feet. Literally throws a fucking punch back, and Herb Dean calls it, which everybody was mad as fuck about. Which right. All right. So. This kid, to put it in context, I think he took a record amount of punches. Like, Sean O'Malley set a record on this kid's head. Yes. Now... This kid took it on 11 days notice. Right. 
Um, made weight. There was never a problem with weight. I had actually fought at 25 before, which right. was something so, that yeah, he was pointed smaller. out. Like you could, you could tell that he was not a natural 35. But he stole the fucking show. I, I right, mean, because be he honest. sat there and got his ass kicked for three rounds, and it's like Herb Dean kind of robbed him of being able to finish that fight. Like there was no way he was gonna win unless it was just a fucking lucky hell mary punch. But from the start of the fight, it was obvious that Pressure. technically he was not better than Sean. So the only way for him to win this fight was to walk him down, eat shots, and pressure, and hopefully get off something. One of my favorite like moments of that fight, Herb Dean like separated them and was like immediately going to re-engage them. And fucking Chris was right there on Herb's fucking heels. Like he was yeah. waiting for him to say go. Like he was he, walking through Herb's arms trying to get to Sean. Right. To, because he knew that the only way for him to stand a chance was to be in Sean's face that whole fight. Because right. Sean is a fucking... Dude, it was, I mean, give Sean his credit, dude. On yeah. his feet, the dude's a fucking baller. Yeah, he's talented. He his stand-up is. game is nasty. I mean, but he's Sean a was... a big-ass 35 Right, Sean was supposed to win that fight, though. So that's why we're not talking Sean about Sean. Sean was supposed Sean. to knock him out in the first round. Right, like that. I mean, when you got a guy coming in like that on short notice and you're fucking tweeting before your fight yeah, about this chaos for the Suns and shit. Like, it wasn't you, even a knockout. You're supposed Fuck to man. go out there and fucking kill this kid. Yeah, but which I mean, he did. He fucking well, landed he, 97% of his shots or some, something ridiculous. It was like 76, I think, was the percentage. Yeah, dude, I mean... It was a ridiculous amount. Sean, Sean was out there styling on him, bro. He was, like, dribbling the ball and shit. Yeah, and then he, he him was dribbling and throwing punches and kicks, and it was flashy and all, but... You're yeah, to, Chris stole the fucking show. I like, even losing that fight, dude. I got a fucking Twitter going nuts about that kid. Hey, man, good for him, too. And he got a $75,000 bonus out of the deal, and he deserves it. I mean, you step up on that, and he's going to get his ass ate off in taxes for it. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, he fucking works 80 hours a week at a fucking paint store or some shit. Yeah, I am 80 hours a week. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Mm -hmm. You working a full-time job twice a week? Like, come on, man. I don't know. I know know what overtime is, bro. 76 hours a few weeks ago, so. It's possible. Bro. I mean, do the fucking math, right? Like, I'm just saying, they was a lot Dude, of I have people on they work Twitter eight hour, 80 hours every other week. Yeah. Like, every two weeks, yeah. I'll buy it. A 40 yeah. hours a week. Because, listen, you're not a professional fighter working 80 fucking hours at the paint shop. Well, he like, wasn't a professional fighter until Saturday. Bullshit, he wasn't. <laughs> I mean, he, he was, was pro, but... Dude, that's... I mean, he wasn't I mean, doing that for a living, I don't think. I mean, but still, he was training. He's got... Fucking had thirteen professional fights. Dude, yeah. You're a pro fighter. Like you don't. I mean, I mean, I don't know really who his competition was in the past, but still, I'm just saying. Fucking, he did not work fucking eighty hours a week, dude. Like that's just what everybody was saying. I don't know. I don't. I don't like, know the guy personally, so I can't say for sure. I'm just saying that article was taken out of context, and so I'm like, I'm like sure. it's eighty hours every other week. I could, I would bet on it. Like, no. there's no way. Like, I worked with a professional fighter for a long time, and trust me, dude, their bosses give them plenty of breaks, all right? <laughs> They're fine. They're fine. Dude, like, one thing, though, like, whenever DC, like, had his video of that kid, and he's eating his fucking, like, Big ice, ice cream, cream sandwich, sandwich bro. The, yeah. Dude, that video is kind of hard to watch because Chris just looked like, he was like, dude, leave me the fuck alone the whole time, didn't he? Like, I got that vibe from him. He did like, kind of look like... And DC's got a fucking phone in his face, like, oh, you're a tough son of a bitch, man. Like, giving him his props and shit, but, like, 
Chris would just look like he's like, okay, like leave me alone, which is kind of funny in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, we don't really know the kind. Con- like, that's what I hate about the social media yeah. age. We take 15 seconds and then try to, like, try to, you know, like break it down and figure out, well, you know, everybody's mood and how they're feeling and like their demeanor and I mean, shit. His like, face I don't know. was swollen up, so right. It's hard, so, it's hard to get. I mean, you get emotion. punched in the head 180 times a few hours before your ice cream sandwich, dude. You might be giving off a little weird cues too. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're probably right. Like, did that guy just smell his fingers? It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, bro, yeah, he's right. fucking concussed right now. Yeah. He probably can't even remember his name. Poor like, kid. Sean O'Malley, like, hurt his hands beating the fuck out of him, dude. Like, yeah, Sean O'Malley got a longer uh, medical suspension than Chris did. <laughs> uh, that poor guy. Yeah. Hey, he's a star right now, so hopefully we'll see at least one more fight from him in the UFC. I hope he did enough to, to deserve at least one more. I hope he goes to 25. There's a... Better opportunities for him there. Yeah, no, you're right. Just from what I've There's seen. There's some killers at 35, man. Like, Yeah, but so the flyweight times. division's a little bit more forgiving on their records and shit because the fact that a lot of these guys have always had to fight up. Mm-hmm. And it's like the flyweight division is the hardest division to keep active. It's the hardest division to have a roster on. And if he comes down, his record's 9-5 and five right now, and he's just now getting to start in the UFC, right. so he's got a lot of work to do. It helps that he's becoming a fan favorite by being a fucking punching bag. <laughs> but that doesn't have a very... Like, the longevity of being a guy like that is fucking, I mean... Yeah, know, he said that he he's, he's a fan favorite because he has a, a style that guys in bars love. <laughs> That's what he said. That was a quote from his mouth. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if that... If that's what you want to be, then fine. But like, it just doesn't. It doesn't make for a very long, prosperous career. And the mm-hmm. UFC will fucking gladly give you fucking ten and ten to go out there and get your brains beat on. Yeah. And I mean, like, hell yeah, we're gonna pay this kid ten thousand dollars, dude. And then this kid's gonna fucking put a hundred and eighty punches upside his head. Right. Great, we love it. Right, we love and it. Get the ratings real. So good who's next for Sean though? Dude, I think it's got to be Cody Garber. Right? I think so, man. Like, because I don't think Cody's sense. ranked. I see, I see Frankie Edgar's trying to get the fight. Dude, but I would love that one too. That was another one that I was like, God damn it! Like, either one. I of think those. if I'm Sean O'Malley's camp, though, I avoid Frankie because Fra- Frankie's more dangerous. If you look at the fact that Frankie can threaten with takedowns, and he can threaten, like, just his game's a little bit. He may be older in the game and shit, but. Like, with Cody Garbrandt, you kind of know what you're getting. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is true. And you, and you know that, like, your style really, really matches up good with I mean, Cody's. either one of them is a former champ, so. Like, true. either way you go, like, if you lose, you're losing to a legend. I mean, did the way I look at it, though, I think Frankie's a, a more dangerous fight just style-wise. You know, Frankie's got a lot more to offer to Sean as far as looks. Like, with... With Cody, dude, you know you're standing up, dude. You know you're gonna have to be rangy and fight him, and you kind you kind of know that also you can kind of play a head games right. with Cody. True. I think, yeah, like no, he's an absolutely. emotional guy. You know, Frankie's fucking cool as a cucumber, bro. You're not gonna say anything to Frankie Edgar that he hasn't seen or, or you know, what do you? I mean, what could you say to Frankie Edgar? You no. know what I mean? He doesn't give a fuck, dude. Yeah, like, he doesn't. So, I, I just prefer the Frankie fight because I want Cody to drop down and go to 25 and just fucking 
you know, do his thing down there. I think I he still will. See that. I think he will eventually, but right now there's fights for him at 35. You're right. That division is live, bro. Yeah, I kind of stole away the thunder to have Davison lose the strap, so. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's hard to fucking... That, that division is so tough to fucking... It's forgiving with records and shit because it's so tough to keep these guys busy, dude. It's tough to fucking fill that roster. And you have so much problems with matchmaking at 25. Like, tomorrow night, we got Francis Figueredo fighting Malcolm fucking Gordon. You know how many times Francis Figueredo, Francisco's opponents changed? I mean, well, our, one of our best friends is the f- reason for that, probably. One of them. <laughs> but he's had, like, two or three changes yeah. since then. And basically now they're kind of giving him a little bit of a rub because Malcolm Gordon's on the way out. If he loses this fight, it's sayonara. Yeah. See you later. Like, I think fucking Jerome Rivera just lost, and I think he's on the way out, too. You know, because that guy's lost fucking... I think three or four fights in the UFC, yeah. and they've been finished like three times. Like, yeah, yeah. Twenty five is a twenty five is tough, dude. Like, they need it's one of know, my favorite. There's guys in the LFA, though. dude, that are just itching to get up in there. You know, like Victor Altamirano, Charles Johnson. Fucking, there's dudes. I mean, you got Nate Smith down there fighting for the strap. I, I mean. <laughs> I mean, as much as I don't like Nate Smith, I think, you know, he's UFC credit, caliber. Yeah. You know what I mean? The guy can get in there and put on a show, and he can make fucking weight. That's the thing. Yeah, like, making weight, yeah. And these guys, there's a lot of these guys that just cannot make that weight, dude. That's hard. Salute. Salute. So, yeah, we got a lot of exciting potential matchups in the future. Okay, so, like I was trying to get to earlier, the Olympics drama. And I'm just going to say my piece on this, dude, and we'll fucking leave it at that. Yeah. Shakari uh, Richardson, I think that's her name. They didn't let her run because she fell for marijuana. And, yep. All right. She knew the rules going in. She knew that if she smoked weed, they wouldn't let her run. She smoked weed, fell. They're not letting her run. No, so quit bitching about right. it because she I mean, made a decision, a conscious decision. Like, listen, I am one of the biggest pro marijuana people there is. Like, I'm all about it. But when you sign up and you know the rules and you know, like, just for, we're talking about the fucking Olympics. Yeah, it's worldwide. It's not just national. Olympics, dude. This is once in a lifetime type of shit and you wanted to smoke bud? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I am impressed that she was able to smoke bud and then fucking run so fast, but you knew the rule. Right. I mean, that's great and all. Like, you're obviously an incredible athlete, but when you when you know that all the other competitors are going to take the same fucking piss test and they're not going to have it in their system, just fucking not smoke for a little bit. Jesus yeah. Christ, is it that big of a fucking you can, deal? You can Go get win high. a fucking gold medal and then smoke some weed. Exactly. Get high. And when you're done, be like, hey... Medal. I wanted to smoke weed the whole time, but now that I've won, I'm going to smoke as much as I can. Yeah. And then nobody would give a fuck. They'd be like, cool, but now it's like fucking, we should change the rules because she's a fucking idiot. Can <laughs> anybody else just like, can we, can we just point that out like, hey, you're stupid. Yeah. I don't disagree at all. I mean, the rules are there. The rules are worldwide. It'd be different if it was, like, the U.S. Olympics, you know? Because like, yeah, the mean, U.S. is pretty lax on the marijuana laws now. 
And it's we a all get thing. it. Yes, it's not a performance enhancer. It's none of these things. But if they said, hey, you can't trim your fucking toenails until after this race. And you fucking trim your toenails. Well, guess what? You knew you couldn't trim your toenails. You did it anyway. That's your fucking fault. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you know that you're running that risk, like, don't fuck. You know what I mean? Don't well, expect like, sympathy. Like, in a lot of these countries, though, they'll fucking murder you for a dime bag. <laughs> like, they don't give a fuck. They're, like, no nonsense on their drug laws. And they will fucking kill you for possessing just small amounts of marijuana. So We're, like... United States, like the home of the sympathetic and weak now. Like, everybody's like fucking feel sorry for this and that. And then, okay, so then that's just one of the Olympic dramas. And then there was another girl, and I don't even know her name. I didn't even really want to look into it too much because it's kind of like, here's where I'm at with it. Like, they did the, the flag salute and she turned away from the flag and blah, 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 and this and that. Yeah, and meanwhile, she got third fucking place, didn't win anything. And to me, it looked like an attention grab, and it seemed selfish. It was. That's yeah. all it was. It's like, oh, I'm going to get them to talk about me. Like, if you're so fucking upset with American, go represent somebody else in the Olympics. Yeah, why, are you yet, try- why are you trying to go to the Olympics? Don't if- compete for the country that you're upset with. Exactly, like, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Don't go take now. your platform and do the thing that you've worked your whole life at, and then go represent the country that you feel has done you so wrong. Right. Because no. makes sense. You you realize when you go to the Olympics, you're not representing yourself. It's competition between other countries. You're representing your country. Yeah. It's like I mean, I you are doing it for yourself in a way, but like when you associate fucking like Michael Phelps, for instance, you say, oh, he won gold for the United States. Exactly. So I agree. I don't know, man. Like, the whole Olympics thing, it's like, it sounds to me like another fucking woke crybaby fest, and it's just, ah. Have some fucking, like, own up to your bullshit. Like, have a little bit of responsibility. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so you remember the guy that, uh, that got knocked the fuck out by Joe Schilling in the bar? Yes. He's asking for 30K for his first fight that he lost. Ah, <laughs> dang, dude. I'd let Joe knock me out for 30 right. I mean, that's kind of a steep amount to ask for for your first fight. That fucking dude, I feel like, deserves it. <laughs> yeah. He seems like such a douchebag. Anybody who pulls that little flinch move exactly. on somebody, like, I hope Joe busted his whole fucking grill out. I was and just... to be honest with you, he initiated contact, so I don't see that working out in no. his favor. He doesn't deserve it. He won't get it, hopefully yeah, not. fuck that guy. I was dude. just what trying to make a bitch. joke. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, dude, that leads on to my next good question for you, dude. What's your worst alcohol experience, dude? Maybe. Or do we all not maybe not the worst, but when you think about like like if we go to the bar and and somebody's drinking something and like like what is the drink where you're like oh no like I can't drink that oh uh, vodka that's the one that I usually I'll drink Tito's with you occasionally but I fucking did don't. you have an experience with vodka yeah man I tried to fight Brady and my buddy a farm boy oh, about well, it okay <laughs> so hold on like I was but, that's, but you still drink it though do you have I'll like drink it a little bit like there's a drink with you. like there's for me Captain Morgan Spice Rum I was go get some bro <laughs> no, I can't drink it that's what I'm saying like dude like the worst experience like alcohol like relate uh, man 
I mean, it was Tavarsky's 100 if we want to get specific fucking ah, vodka. It's terrible. That's why, like, I'll drink a little bit of vodka with you because that Tito's isn't too bad. Dude, I can handle that Tito. Captain Morgan Spice Rum, man. Like, to this day, dude, and I was probably, like, 13 years old when this shit happened, dude. Like, I remember having to drink water just so I could have something to throw back up. Yeah. Like, the worst dry heaves. Like, I can still remember, like, breathing the fumes. Of fucking Captain Morgan's and Pepsi, dude. It was like... like I mean, yeah. now that I'm really thinking about it... I, Jägermeister. I uh, used, they, I, they was used it to be, Jäger and Red Bull? Because I had a birthday party one time. That was, gonna be my, that, was, that was a close number two. Number two yeah. Jäger and Monster, dude. I can't drink Monster to this day without tasting Jäger behind it. Like, a phantom taste of it. It's weird. So I don't drink Monster. Dude, I hate Monster Energy drinks. See, I only ever drank it with Jaeger, so... It's, I wasn't much of a loss for me. But, yeah, dude, I fucking drank all fucking night just doing hella shots of Jaeger. And I woke up the next morning. Like, it was one of those where I passed out and I didn't get sick until I woke up. Whenever I woke up, dude, I projectile vomited... Neon was it green. spaghetti? No, dude. Uh, it, was, it seems like every time somebody does it, it's always spaghetti. No, dude. Thing. It was all liquid, dude. It was neon, neon green, dude. Like, you know the little fucking, like, uh, the little bar in the opening of The Simpsons that Homer's, like, got the tongs with the radioactive one? It was that color. And I threw it up for, like, 12 minutes and then dried yeah, it the for... Yeah, the toxic waste puke. Yes, dude. It was gnarly. That reminds me of prom night when we drank Incredible Hulks. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was terrible. I had Bruce Banner coming up out of me, bro. He wasn't, coming up, up, he wasn't coming up in May. He was coming up out of May. Who'd you beat up that night? Fuck, probably my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it was prom night. Well, did she deserve it at least? Oh, no, not physically assaulted. <laughs> with my wiener. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> oh, shit. Domestic violence? I got a question for you, dude. And I got really fucking stoned. Maybe oh. not stoned, but it was like me and Jenna were like fucking having, like the kids were out of town and we were like going and we were drinking and eating. And something came up and we realized, like I'm just going to ask you, where do brown beans come from? Do you know? Brown beans? Yeah. What? Like the food? Yeah, brown beans, bro. I mean, they're legumes. They look like seeds. Are they beans? Yeah. Yeah, where do they come from? A bush. Is it a bush, though? I think like, so. I don't know. Is it bush of beans? <laughs> no, bush is baked beans. No, I'm saying, like, like fucking, where do beans come from? I don't know. Where do they come from? I feel, I feel I'm like, asking you, dude, because this was the whole thing that I was trying to tell her. I was like, most motherfuckers probably don't know where beans come from, because I didn't, like, where do beans come from? I've never thought about it, to be honest. Of course you have it. <laughs> Nobody I'll, does. Where do beans come from? Did you look it up though? Do you I have? Did, I know okay. where they come from. Where okay. do beans come from? I'm just asking. Do you I, know? I have no idea. I guess the bush. No, no, they go in the fucking ground, dude. Like, and I guess you like, like a carrot. Kinda, like you like pull them up from <laughs> out of the ground, dude. Why well, think there's rocks in the bags of beans? Because when they harvest them and shit. I've. Are there rocks? I don't make beans a whole lot. Not nobody unless makes, in a nobody can. makes beans, but you don't ever really think about it either. No. Like it's not like they're fucking just hanging in a tree or something. Right. Look. Hmm. 
Interesting. Dude, like, I'm telling you, dude, fucking people up with that, dude. Because, like, I thought about it. I was like, I feel like I should know where fucking beans come from. I think, but I, I, mean, I never pictured them just, like, growing in the ground like potatoes. It's kind of weird. Because they're so small. How the fuck do we ever even think, like, oh, hey, let's eat these. I, dude, I don't fucking know, man. Human evolution is crazy if you think about it. Like, like, for generations, we just sat around and watched somebody else try eating something, and if they died, we were like, okay, let's not eat that. I mean, they probably just, yeah. It, human, like, where we're at now, and, and like, as humans, it's just over millions of years of trial and error, man. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. One we of know my, what to eat now, because some motherfucker ate it a long time ago and fucked them up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. It's crazy. Hey, I saw a crazy fucking video this weekend that pertains to UFC in a non-UFC way. Ugh. Did you happen to see this video of Charles Oliveira winning a fucking horse race? I didn't. Dude, yes. It was like some fucking horse race. I don't know. It wasn't like... He wasn't a jockey. He was like on a fucking cart behind the horse. And he was, whenever the video starts, it's probably like a 45 long second video. Like Charles of Troy type of shit or yeah, something? Yeah, man. Like, like he's leaning back, dude, like with his feet out in front of him. He's leaning back and they're like on their sides and shit, like trying to control the little cart. Wow. They're fucking like hauling ass. And like he's a in, chariot style? Kind of, but it's not like a full chariot. Like yeah. literally there's nothing around him. He's just leaning back on the same. That reminds me of a meme Hold I on. see. I fucking share that. I will. I want to. I want you to see it. It says. Uh, but he comes back from behind and he wins the race, and it was fucking pretty intense. So I want you to watch it. It's pretty it. dope. And you know, I heard this pretty cool joke. It says, uh, when uh, back in the day, people used to have to run wagons on your mom because they didn't have trains. Leave the, co- the commentary. Right away here at his UFC lightweight champions hits the pocket and moves up at the inside and a slick move there by Charles Oliveira's come on through to take the lead at a half what mile of 56 fuck? and two. And Charles Oliveira with that slick move at the half mile pole has come away with the lead. Defeats so Hall of Fame driver Tim Tetrick in match race at Yonkers Raceway. Charles Oliveira maintaining the lead here, and he's got a two length lead. Tim Tetrick will have to get moving here Bro. as they approach three quarters. And he's like Charles chilling. This Tim Tetrick dude, you can tell his asshole's all tight. He's like leaning back trying to get there. But now Tim Tetrick moves to the outside and he is back for more. Oh man, it's intense now. They're fucking coming down to the top of it. Tim Tetrick with his butthole super tight trying to get in there and pass. Oliver's not giving him an inch. Oh, dude, I feel so like I'm close. there, bro. Right. Oh, shit. Tim Tetrick's fucking pushing it. Oh, man, that was exciting, dude. I told you, man. This show was dope as fuck. I was like, what just happened? Oh, I never thought I'd be excited about a horse race, but by the end of it, you're like, fuck, dude. Yeah, that was pretty intense, dude. Yeah, I'll put that up on the Corner of the Casuals Twitter page. Follow us. Winning a fucking UFC title, dude. Holy fuck. Let's just, everything's just coming together for that guy now. Dude, like, literally, he's winning everything. Now I'm second guessing on whether Dustin can beat him or not. Which Dustin might fight fucking Nate Diaz next at 185. That's the oh. That's what I think is going to happen. Oh, I, mean, I, I don't love think that. D- listen, I don't think Dustin wants to fight for a title. I don't think he needs to. Not at this point. Why not? Fucking if, fight I, if I'm Diaz. Dustin's camp, 
Fight Nate Diaz. Manager. We want that Nate Diaz yes. fight, baby. Fight him at 205. I don't give a shit. Fight I'm him. I'm glad you said that because Nate just recently on Twitter said, uh, uh, pull up 185. Yeah, I know. 185. Diamond responded, I'll touch you up at any weight. At any weight, dude. I was like, yes. Listen, Nate's smart, though, because you know what he's doing. He's like, riding that high. Out. Well, also, let's get you out of out of weight class. So if you lose, it doesn't... It won't affect Dustin, so it'll make Dustin right. more he can still fight for the more inclined to yeah. accept the fight. Right, so if he goes up and loses to Nate at 185, it ain't going to hurt his chances in 155. Right, absolutely. Which, I love it. Listen, Do it. listen, dude, I love Nate, bro, but, bro, I think Dustin probably beats the fucking head off. Yeah, him, me too. I mean, Dustin's yeah. too good right now, bro. He's He's... Coming to his prime, he's always been a, just a dog, bro. But now it's just he's he's got it all put together, dude. His, I'm his a hands, diamond fan. His head's right, his, his hands is right, like everything is is just flowing. He's him. just dumping money into that charity. Yeah, that's all it's about. Also, the charity which is going to be auctioning off the Sleepy McGregor necklace. The Sleepy Mac that was gifted from Jake Paul. I fucking love it, what, dude. How dope is that, bro? Dude, Dude, it's the best, man. Jake just Paul, the fucking... Makes me more of a Paul fan. Man, he's going to be the MMA Jesus, bro. Hey, you heard it here on the corner of the casual. We're going to put Jake Paul in a crucifix, too, with a fucking MMA belt around his waist. Yeah. So, uh, Diamond has the fucking... The Sleepy Mac uh, pendant now, and he's, he's just going to auction, auction, auction hey, it off. Um... So it was a hundred thousand dollars. So he'll what get, does it go for? He'll get five hundred k easy, all day long. Over, I guarantee. Over, it. over, or under. I think over. Over five. Yeah, I got twenty on it. Come on, you like the odds? Uh, well, see, I like over though. I like. Oh, do you? I like the over on that. Yeah, because we're talking about over under sixty, or six. Six hundred. Yeah. Man. Dude, listen, I think he goes for a mil. Yeah, me too. <laughs> dude, I, I, I really do. Just it. because... Just because Jake touched it, and now Diamond's oxygen it off, like... And it's per- of Conor McGregor. Yeah. So you got three just mega personalities all involved with this one dude, fucking Dude, Dustin piece. is so fucking smart. Well, that... It really is, dude. And plus this non-profit shit, dude. Like, there's something to the non-profit. And it's not because everybody wants to be a good guy. I'm just saying. No, like, I, I, the, I know yeah, what you're saying. Dude, there's I know there's what you're saying. more to the non-profits but than... Uh, regardless of the non-profit, dude. It's smart. Just the fucking auction. It oh, off. it's a, it's a good publicity move. I just it's wonder a, how it's Jake a PR fucking it. great move. I'm sure he loves it. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure so? they've already discussed it. I'm sure oh, that okay. was I'm sure that was part of it. Because okay. in, in the handwritten note that was to him... Right. He compliments him on what he's doing on the with the good fight. Right. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, what the fuck is that. Dustin gonna do with a hundred thousand dollar necklace, bro? Wear he's not that, that bitch. He's not that, <laughs> gonna wear a fucking Conor McGregor necklace. He's not that guy. No, he's you know not. I mean? You're right. He's gonna take that thing and be like, "Oh, cool. Well, I'm gonna give Sell this it. to my foundation." And, you know, somebody like fucking some. MMA dork worth millions of dollars is gonna buy it. Yep. Probably gonna be Theo Vaughn. Dude, it'll probably be Conor McGregor. No way. <laughs> How funny would that be, bro? Like, that's his donation. He's like, I'm fucking sorry, alright? Now give me that necklace so I can fucking throw Just, it away. Yeah, he's gonna carry it to the fucking Mount Mordor and throw it in the He's pit. gonna put it in that lockbox at the end of the rainbow. He's like, yeah. motherfuckers. I guess it would be Mordor and Mount Doom. Get me lucky charms. If I have any, like, fucking Lord of the Ring nerds on here, they're going to be grilling me for getting it wrong. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Don't even get started. 
Hey, I can't do Lord of the Rings shit, man. I'm just not a nerd like that, bro. So, a couple weeks ago, we talked about incorporating the local pedophile into the podcast. And I found something on on him the other day that I was just like, I've got to fucking say something about this goddamn creep. So, he's... He just got a fucking... My note says, Alexander Sweet is this fucking cocksucker's name. Um, gets a marriage certificate after um, the girl that he's with right now. I'm not 100% sure on her age. She's either 16 or 17. I've seen both accounts um, from people that say that they know her. So she's 16 or 17. She's definitely not 18 yet. But she just got emancipated by her deadbeat dad that... I. Like, again, I'm getting all this information from people that say that they know her, but her dad wasn't ever in her life. He emancipated her, and now Alexander Sweet has a marriage certificate to marry this girl. And I'm just like, uh, how in the it fuck? It sounds like a fucking smear campaign, honestly, but she's about to age out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's not even going to be interested no Exactly. More. That was my biggest point. If he's a fucking pedophile like that, yeah. and she's that close to being of age, like Dude, on her birthday, he's going to be like, okay, I'm I've noticed that recently there's been a lot of fucking pedos getting busted in Tulsa, dude. Like, there's a lot of fucking, fucking creeps I just out there. Saw one there was a guy one. that knocked up a girl. Oh, yeah. She was dude, 12 was fucking yeah. years old and went into labor, and yeah. that's the only reason this dude went to jail. My biggest thing is, is they're blasting this dude all over the ship, and Where's rightfully so, he's a piece of shit, but right, this fucking girl went full fucking nine month term with a fucking baby at 12 years old, mom and dad surely noticed Yeah, the fucking to. little Consuela was fucking swelling up, you know what yeah. I mean, like... And they just let that shit go. It's like, obviously there's problems in that house, like the fucking parents are negligent to say the least. And, you know, they they got some fucking grown man fucking their child, and they're just fine with it. Like, okay, cool. And now, I'm assuming the girl had the baby because they said she went into labor. So they didn't really, you know, touch on the subject. Like, what the fuck are they going to do with this kid? Right. You know what I mean? Because now they got a kid with a kid. Right. And obviously some fucking terrible parents, so... Are they going to take them both into fucking DHS? And it's like, do they keep the mom with the kid? Like, how would you handle that? Like, you have a 12-year-old with a baby who's with parents that obviously ain't taking care of the child, right? Because a fucking 12-year-old is a fucking child. And now she has a newborn baby. And she's clearly not going to be able to take care of a fucking This is one of those cases where the journalists didn't do their job by fucking giving us more details. Oh, there's so many questions, dude. Don't be surprised if there's a big time follow up story coming. I guarantee you that they're they're building up details and shit right now because I'm asking all these questions. I'm sure you know fucking there's a line of Karens with more questions than I got. Oh, and. I mean, fuck, dude. Like, there's a there's a lot going on there. That's a lot to unravel. And you know what? Like, what do you do? Like, because obviously you're gonna have to get you know the CPS or whatever involved. And then now you got like a child with a child. So do you take the child away from the child? You know what I mean? Like, do you let her keep her baby? Do they both go into like? Child Protective Services as a unit, or do they separate them? And, like, what the fuck, dude? The mental issues that are coming with that are going to be out of this fucking world. Well, I'm, I'm sure she's probably already got mental issues. She'd well, have obviously, to. she's been getting fucking molested by some creep. Right. 
Yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, speaking of fucking weird pedophile dudes, Travis Fulton killed himself in prison. Or in jail. Yeah, right. We're definitely not going to miss him, but we were on the subject. It was one of my notes. Right, yeah. I seen that, though. He, uh, he had a bunch of charges on him, man. He was going down, yeah, man. Like, was... And what's weird, though, is like, how does a guy like that, like... A guy who's had, like, over 300 MMA fights, dude, and he's such, like, a fucking... Like, he's fucking with children, man. Like, how terrifying, bro, because that yeah. guy, like... He's a scary dude to begin yeah, with. Yeah, that's scary as fuck, man. Yeah. Like, a, a guy who can handle most men and is doing that shit to kids, like, fuck yeah. Christ, man. We're better... The world's put better a off with that him. motherfucker. You know, I'm glad he killed himself. Fuck, he should have done it years ago. Absolutely. Before he ever hurt the kids. But I was just, like... I was deleting my, my notes... And that was one of them we were on the subject. Like, how would you feel if you're an MMA fighter right now knowing you got an L on your record to a fucking pedophile? Man, that might that be enough suck. to make me kill myself. At least retire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I did, I did make a stupid note that says that we should reenact uh, Casual Camp so we can keep me ready to take a short notice fight against Sean O'Malley. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Get you murdered real quick. <laughs> hey man, if I can get a seventy-five k bonus. Dude, I got down to one eighty-eight today, so I'm not too far off of what I've been doing. I'm still trying to stay in shape. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't been working out like I was during casual camp, but I'm still fucking working out. Right. I ate some pizza for dinner tonight, so I'm definitely not on casual camp. That's good. It's delicious. It's still doing a lot more than I am. I'm not doing any working out or anything, but I'm still eating. I just, dude, I'm just healthy. trying to make this like a lifestyle thing, like you know, to where I run, like running is a part of my life, and it, for over a year now it has been. So I'm just trying to keep it regular, you know, right. just stay busy. Good on you. Good. On I just you. thought it'd be funny, fucking, just stay eighty percent ready, hundred percent of the time, get... to just go and become a fan favorite overnight. I'll walk in that bitch. O and O, and I'll leave O and one, but everybody's gonna love. You gotta me. survive <laughs> a fucking 180 shots to the dome. Yeah, I know. It'll never happen. I'm not that tough, but it's funny to talk about. <laughs> so for some reason, man, I was thinking of my cousin David, and like it made me think about when I was like younger, and like I don't know where I was going, but like. I was listening to a podcast, and it was like, they were talking about, I don't know, I can't even remember, but it made me think of my cousin David and, like, these fucked up nickname he gave me, dude, and and I started to think about how offensive this nickname was, dude, and I'm like, God, this touches on... So, um, who was your cousin to you, though? Like... He's my dad's sister's son. I don't give a fuck about the family <laughs> relation. Who was he to you in your life? Like, how did he... Bro, he was, like, a real big influence on me, man. He really was. Like, he, uh, like we lived together when he was probably, like, 15, and I was, I don't know, 10 or some shit. Like, he's, like, five or six years yeah. older than me. So, like, he had, like, a big influence on me. He's the reason I'm tough, dude. Like He just beat the shit out of you the all whole time. All the time, <laughs> Like, gave me shit, picked on me, like, fucking. But he was, like, he was a good cousin. Man. Right. Like, if anybody fucked with you, I'm sure he'd be right there fucking with them. Right, right. But... For some reason, dude, the nickname that he gave me was Tyrell the Homosexual Jew Boy. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, I swear to God, dude. Like, <laughs> and 
that like for some reason I remembered that. I was like, this motherfucker for real called me Tyrell, the homosexual Jew boy. And like my mom and everybody just thought it was funny. Like, <laughs> Your mom thought it was funny. I'm like, how the fuck was that funny to anybody? I'm like, you know how like his ass will be canceled right now, dude. You can't call somebody a homosexual Jew boy. And if they are a homo- if they are a homosexual Jew boy, they can't be Tyrell. <laughs> I mean, they could they converted. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just thinking, dude. And I thought about it. I was like, how fucking funny, dude. Tyrell, the homosexual Jew. This boy. fucking Jay. Yeah. <laughs> get, get around here with your fucking Jay shit. So basically, that's what, you know, I just wanted to introduce y'all to my new alter ego. It's coming back. Tyrell, the homosexual Jew boy. It's going to be my stage name. I'm going to name the episode this. Tyrell, Tyrell. the homosexual Jew boy. Yes. Just to see if they'll let me. I love it. I love it, dude. <laughs> I hope David's listening to this. You listen to this, you fucking prick, dude. You're gonna be you famous. Fucking dude. Prick. <laughs> I love it. Nah, he went military, dude. Like he's like a fucking lifer in the army. Like he's gonna be like a doctor and shit, dude. He's like a hard dick army dude. Oh, nice. That's even better. Hey, do you want to hear something that was really sad whenever it happened, but it's kind of funny now? Yeah. My dad died three days before my brother's birthday, and we buried uh, him on my brother's birthday. God. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> you need to hit up Ryan Sickler, dude. Yeah. Holy fuck. Have you heard Ryan Sickler's story? He does the Honeydew podcast. I know. I've listened to a lot of his podcasts. Well, his dad I, died when he was like 16. And I haven't heard much about him. It's always about his guests. Well, when his dad died, something similar like that happened. And at his wake, like, was actually his brother's birthday. Oh, shit, no way. <laughs> and he said, he said, I'm not shitting you. After we buried my dad, we got back home. And everybody was like, they said some words about my dad and led right into... Happy birthday <laughs> to Yatsu's brother. I was like, holy shit. He was like, so we literally had a wake slash birthday for my brother. I was like, could you like imagine? I said, like I said, it was sad whenever it happened, but it's funny now. Dude, that's, that's like a honeydew story for sure. I mean, I don't have much of a honeydew story. Holy shit. Maybe, well, I mean... I've grown up in poverty, but haven't we all? Oh, fuck, no. you're in Oklahoma. Right. All right, that's not unique. Yeah. If, if we make it to we're famous in L.A., we can tell everybody about how poor we were. Yeah, that'll be our like, honest. Like, oh, my goodness. Like how much- I know people that used to make meth. <laughs> I used to smoke it with yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. They're like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Tulsa, bitch. You ever seen the first 48? <laughs> Tyrell, the homosexual Jew boy, is about to take you to get a quarter paper, motherfucker. <laughs> Welcome to Tulsa. Oh my god. <laughs> so if we if we we make that into a little segment, if we can think of shit that was sad whenever it happened, but it's funny now. That's 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 a honeydew moment. That's yeah. what that's the whole thing. It's like we oh, make highlight it highlight in the low lights. Highlight in the low lights. Yeah. yeah. You can't you can't steal his shit. But yeah, I I get what you're saying there. It's like sad like. I told you the story about like the uh, family reunion that ended in a hostage situation. That's yeah. kind of like a honeymoon yeah. moment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was supposed to be a good day, but snipers ended up there. We never talked about Bisbee getting punched on Bourbon Street. Why not? <laughs> that shit was funny. 
Well. Probably because it wasn't a big deal. He said he laughed it off because. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got video footage of it. <laughs> hey, the dude's lucky he laughed yeah, it off, too. Yeah, I mean, he really is because he would have. He's like, if he would have got old, Mike, it would have been a bad day for him. Yeah. Like, good on Michael Bisbee for not murdering that guy. You know what I mean? Like, Joe Schilling got fucking flinched at and about to kill the guy. Right. Man, oh, I got hey, a couple... Hey, hold on. Before we do this, RIP Biz Marquee. Oh, yeah. Biz Marquee died today, dude. And it's such a tragedy. Said, baby, you... You, you got, got what I need. <laughs> That's exactly what everybody wants to hear. Me and Mike singing oh. way out of key. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Yeah, rest in peace, though. Fucking, so, uh, there's a few uh, bare knuckle things I want to discuss with you. And we got fucking, um, Dat B. Dat is not defending his 135 uh, belt. What's your Facebook? Man. What you got? So, Matt Mitrione submits to strikes. To Terrell Fortune tonight, and we just missed it because we're in here recording oh, fuck. quality shit for both of our fans. For both of our fans. <laughs> so apparently, let's see here. We're watching Submits the strikes? I can pull it up. Uh, right. Round one, we got taken down pretty fucking easily. CJ Hamilton got beat up again. Got oh, TKO in the second. Damn. <laughs> It's been all right. Well, we can wrap it up, though. I'm going to have to cut some of this dead noise out here. Wrap it up, at the end. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, follow us on all the socials, at Corner and Casual. Um, follow us on Twitter, man. We need some more Twitter followers. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Finch Freeman. I think it might be Finch underscore Freeman. I'm not sure. Let me look follow up. me at uh, Extra Media Mike. Yeah. I'm to Tyrell, the homosexual Jew boy soon. Yeah, my, my ad is at Finch underscore Freeman. We got at Extra Media Mike and at Corner and Casual. Follow us, you fucking homos. Mm, Always fucking puke outside. Homos.